0: listener
1: production. How did our market fare over the week, month, quarter, half and financial year?
0: And find out what's ahead next week.
1: Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday the 30th of June. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Laura, we've made it.
0: We did make it.
1: Can't believe it's the last of so many different things, including the financial year, (laughs) of course, but perhaps we should start with today, because it was a bit of a messy, kind of like a nothing day, I guess. We were, you know, we got off to a pretty slow start over the first hour of trade, and then the market managed to find its feet over the second half of the session.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And just towards the end of the day, I wasn't sure if we we're going to end a little bit higher mm. or a little bit lower. We we're kind of tossing up between. It was a flick of the coin, apparently, mm-hmm. but the Aussie market edged higher by just a tenth of 1%. Good news. It Ah, is good news Mm -hmm. today, Mm -hmm. good news over the quarter, (laughs) over the month. Let's just get stuck into that.
1: That's right. Well, we're actually up across all of those timeframes. So we're up 1.5% this week. We're up 1.6% over the month. So this week really made a pretty big difference there. Over the quarter, we're up around a third of a percent. And over the financial year, so the past 12 months, we're up (laughs)
0: 9.7%. I love the actions that you're doing in the office here. like spreading your arms out like hand gestures. Incrementally getting wider and wider. Like the financial year is huge.
1: Well, it is massive, it and is. it's impressive that despite this long laundry list of issues and concerns, oh. markets still managed to lift over those periods. So there was a lot that happened, of course, over the month. Do over you want to quarter. go through all can, of them? Or? We can. There's probably too much. We're, <laughs> we're going to be here. It'll be like Lord of the Rings, <laughs> you know, movies combined—the whole series. But over the month, perhaps there were a few things that received attention.
0: Yeah.
1: Are there any that caught your eye, or do you think that debt ceiling issues, U.S. inflation easing, the Fed pausing on rate hikes? Is there anything else that you think was quite important?
0: Well, if we just take a look back over this week, there was Mm. so much that happened just in this week. So if we look at inflation, Mm. retail spending came out. Those were really key in the next interest rate decision, which will happen next Tuesday. We had data out of China. The PMIs were weaker than expected. They've actually been in contraction for the past three months in terms of their activity. Earlier this week, China's government said that they're going to provide more stimulus. We had central bank chats. We had U.S. economic growth data. So much that's just this week. Think about the months and, and the quarter and, and the financial year Ab- as well.
1: Absolutely. And this week, the day that made all the difference uh, was really Wednesday when we had those mm. inflation stats out because it ended up being the best day in two and a half months. We're at 1.1% and that really helped to keep us positive. Over the month, if we had to kind of paint a picture of what happened. I mean, early on in the month, we had those debt selling issues being resolved. That was quite major. I think everyone was
0: looking forward to us not talking about that again, but we always sneak (laughs) back into it.
1: But you know what happened early this month? Remember back to the Reserve Bank? It actually Mm. raised interest rates, which was a surprise. There Mm. were only 10 out of 30 economists who kind of put their predictions in place each month on what they expect for interest rates we're expecting a rate hike. So that really rattled markets and it was a reason why we didn't do so well for about a week or so. But then we had mixed information elsewhere on things like how much we're spending at the shops, which was better than expected, jobs, which was better than expected as well. So it's going to make next month very interesting when it comes to what might happen to rate hikes. And over the course of the year, really, there was too much to focus on. But Mm -hmm. if we had to boil it down, it's still the same stuff. It's inflation, which we get monthly around most countries, and interest rates. They're the two things that are moving things. And if we had to add a third thing to that, it could be China and the fact that its economy's slowing a bit. Mm -hmm. Each time we get updates that China's not doing so well, markets Mm -hmm. tend to underperform. But on the flip side, when there are signs that the Chinese government might actually go out there and add stimulus and cut interest rates or do other sort of measures to try and prop up the property market, that tends to help our mining stocks.
0: And it's really important, as you mentioned, to keep up with what's going on in China because they're the world's second largest economy Mm -hmm. and they're also our largest trading partner. So what happens there will affect what we see here. And in terms of the share market, it will really affect our miners and energy stocks.
1: Absolutely. And over the past 12 months, all sectors improved as well. So no sectors mixed out. Property stocks look like they might miss out, but they didn't. They actually ended up higher by about 2.5%. The best performers over the year by far, tech stocks. 36% 36% higher. Who would
0: have guessed that? Massive rebound. <laughs> All we hear about is AI these days, right?
1: That's true. So that really helped. Something to consider, even though we rose almost 10% over the past year, the market fell about 10% over the prior year. So anyway, that's probably enough about the Running the on the year. spot almost. That's, that's exactly right. Let's look at today. What happened yep. today?
0: Going back to today, if we just look at sector performance, we already talked about the market as a whole. Sector performance, we saw eight of the 11 sectors improving. Tech. Stood out, of course. We saw real estate, healthcare, and consumer staples easing. Major banks were largely unchanged today as well.
1: And there was quite a bit of company news around today. Medibank was kind of one of the, one Mm. that received attention.
0: Medibank for sure. So last night after the market closed, Medibank announced that it got another lawsuit regarding its cyber attack and data breach incident last October. It came from shareholders who alleged the company engaged in, quotation marks, misleading or deceptive conduct. And that Medibank breached its continuous disclosure obligations by not telling investors about deficiencies in its cybersecurity systems. I don't know if they're aware of these deficiencies. I think they might have fixed them if they were aware of them.
1: Well, that's right. I mean, this... this you'd hope so. Well, you'd hope so. Well, I'm sure they've taken it seriously. I mean, that data breach in October, it affected over 9.7 million customers, mm. both current and former, which is obviously huge. Huge drop in its share price at the time. But mm. really, over the past four to five months, it's recouped pretty much all of those declines
0: Exactly today it only slightly eased and they said they're intending to defend the proceedings Earlier this week even we heard that because of that incident they're expected to have 250 million additional in capital
1: Right and Link was one of the worst performers on our market today it dropped about The worst f- 14% on the ASX 200 a pretty big hit This is a share registry company so they do lots of stuff but you might get a statement from them comes when you know when you buy or sell shares or you receive a dividend payment so it made a very brief 90-word announcement to the market, and that was enough to did see share price. Did you count them price. individually? Or? I did, actually. <laughs> I was there one, two, three. It took a long time, but you know what? This is important. <laughs> now, look, basically in this update, it reaffirmed that it's on track to meet its profit goals for the year, but its share seemed to slump because it's losing a contract with an industry super fund called HESTA, which represents about 4% of its revenues.
0: Yeah, that's right, and that's why we saw the stock falling the most today. Leo Lithium, one that we don't really talk about very often, it's one of the smaller lithium producers. It rose 7% today after reaching a milestone at its lithium project in Mali, which is in West Africa. The company produced the first shipment of direct-shipped ore, which is basically just the unprocessed form of lithium, so it still needs to be processed once they ship it off. But this was good news, showing the success of its early startup of the mining operations.
1: And over the past year, on the winners list, the top ten performers, there were quite a few lithium miners in there. So Pilbara Minerals, for example, it more than doubled in share price over the past year. Liontown Resources was up almost one hundred seventy percent over the year as well. Some pretty big moves.
0: We've had a lot going on there in terms yep. of takeover action and things like that. So there's been lots of market moving things happening.
1: Correct. Bubs Australia, the infant formula maker, was in focus as well today. You love flat. This company. It's a cute name, Bubs. <laughs> Look, it finished flat. It was down early. It came out with an update. China's a major market for many of these infant formula makers. It basically said that it's not going to make as much from selling infant formula to China for the year. It was previously expecting to make between $13.5 and $13.8 million. It reckons it's going to be probably at the lower end of that range. But to give you a sense of how much it made a year earlier... $53.5 million. So it's expecting revenues to be a quarter of that because of issues in China. Its distribution partners haven't been doing, I guess, their job when it comes to getting products across, uh, across the place there.
0: We also heard from Australian contracting firm Downer EDI. It was today's best performer. It was up 4.3%. They snuck in in front of Imugene. Imugene was actually the best for majority of the day and then that one dropped towards the end of the day and and, and Downer ended up being the best, and that's after winning a contract worth $4.6 billion with the Queensland government to manufacture trains. So the company will design and manufacture 65 six-car passenger trains in Queensland. Very
1: exciting. Yeah, and that's by 2032, which Mm -hmm. is when they're going to be the Olympic and Paralympic Games. Wow. So they're going to get everything obviously ready by that. Nothing like Olympic Games coming up in the next decade to get you spending (laughs) a lot of money to get your city ready and not an embarrassment. So that's going to be one to certainly watch. And Imugene, it was another stock. Uh, We've been speaking about this stock recently.
0: Well, they're always coming out with new announcements because they're going through this cancer treatment study. So there's always going to be new developments along the way. And every time something happens, it's generally market moving.
1: Exactly. So today it rose around 2% or so. It was up about 8% earlier. So it faded a little bit. It presented some encouraging data on the efficacy of a cancer treatment that you're mentioning, which is helping shrink the size of tumors. So it's had a rough couple of years on the market, it must be said, but today it's had a reasonable move higher.
0: They said compared to chemotherapy alone, the vaccination resulted in statistically significant overall survival benefit. So very good things that they're doing there in terms of cancer treatments. I was very excited to see this one on my radar today. This company's called Jevoire Global. Wow. It's a French company. Well, do, it's a French name.
1: How do you spell it?
0: Yes, this is exactly why I was waiting for you oh, to come okay. back. And what are the chances? J-E-R-V-O-I-S.
1: Je vois. Yeah, je vois. Excellent.
0: I had to watch a video. Do
1: you reckon it's je voice? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not je voice, is it?
0: It's what you would initially <laughs> think it is. But je voice. Jevois.
1: Jevois, I like yes, it. Yes, Jevois. It's Je vois. a lovely name.
0: That's, that, I'm glad you're here to confirm that that's how it's pronounced. Happy our to be here. Fluent French speaker, Stevie. What an asset. Oh. Anyway, they're in a trading halt <laughs> <hold> today. <laughs> they're one of our smaller Australian-based miners. Trading halt pending an announcement on its institutional offer. The company's trying to raise $37.4 million in total through an equity raising. The institutional offer actually closed yesterday, so I guess they're going to Announced something relating to that. So, we should get an update in the coming days. Just to mention, they also got a target price cut today. So, that might affect where it opens.
1: And casting our eyes forward, let's look at tonight. Probably the big one's going to be what they call the PCE core deflator.
0: Ryan's favorite.
1: Ryan's favorite. (laughs) Um, This is essentially the most closely watched update on inflation, at least for the US central bank, which sets interest rates pretty much every six or eight weeks. So, that's a big one. The higher this is, the worse it generally is for the U.S. market. And that mm-hmm. will set things up for us early next week. On that note, next week, a few things to watch as well.
0: Well, Monday, of course, will be the first trading day of a new financial year. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Tuesday, RBA Day.
1: Yep. That's the big one, isn't it, Tuesday,
0: 2.30 p.m., interest rate decision being handed down. Again, as we mentioned yesterday, CBA's view is of a halt.
1: Yeah, Enjoy. but this is going to be a super close call, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be surprising if you do get a small hike. I don't think anyone would be overly surprised by that. So,
0: finely we'll, balanced stake. Finally
1: balanced. We'll talk about this a bit more perhaps in the early part of next week, but absolutely will be one of the main things to watch. We we'll also have a lot of money being paid out in dividends. So, mm-hmm. some of the major banks will be paying out billions and billions of dollars in dividends next week. So, ANZ on Monday, you've got Macquarie on Tuesday and also NAB on Wednesday. So if you hold shares in any of those three and you're eligible, you should get a dividend from those companies next week.
0: We're going to also get a gauge on what inflation's looking like for June, just an early stage look at it. Of course, we got the actual inflation data this week, but just an early stage look that we're going to get next week as well.
1: And for those trading overseas markets, the mm-hmm. Canadian market is closed on Monday. You've got the U.S. market closed for Independence Day I know. They Tuesday. have so many
0: public holidays, don't they?
1: It seems that way. Anyway, there's some of the main things to watch. And also in the U.S. at the end of next week, we'll big get an one. update. Jobs. Yes, so that's, that's the big one. So the expectation
0: well. is for 213,000 jobs to be created. Just a few other little bits and bobs throughout the week. Manufacturing services, factory orders, construction and spending jobs. Plenty of things, plenty of things coming up. And then China, of course, we'll look at that. We'll have manufacturing and service data for June coming out on Monday and then on Wednesday.
1: Yep, awesome. Well, I think that wraps up the week, month, quarter, half (laughs) financial year. and I hope you all have a fantastic uh,
0: weekend. You didn't miss any of them this time. Thanks. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll chat to you on Monday.